Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. and welcome to another episode of formerly Cause and Effect and now That Early Childhood Nerd. I think if we do it right, this will be the second episode as the new name. So, um, I'm Heather and I'm joined today by Bethany. Bethany, tell people about you. Hi. Um, I am a family child care provider of the Children's Borough <laughs> and I'm Heather's friend. Yay. Um, uh, friend sounds so really it's not a deep enough word Bethany that's true that's true <laughs> Just teasing. caregiver caregiver you're my caregiver I am I bring you food you talk a lot about it oh <laughs> <Just teasing laughs> uh, I was laughing when you said that your child care home is called the children's burrow yes right because in Indiana we have the Children's Bureau, which Ooh. is what <laughs> operates all of our voucher system for the state, for families who are getting those vouchers. Yeah. So, different thing. Different thing. And there's no way that I'm going to... First of all, I almost... A lot of times I call you almost Brittany. Well, and, yeah. And I know you're not. You're Bethany. That's fine. Right. But I'm also going to get your name wrong now because I'm going to call you the Children's Bureau. <laughs> Brittany at the Children's oh. Bureau is my guest today. <laughs> so it was kind of like a, a play on words because I live in Murfreesboro and everybody calls it the borough. Oh, I love it. So it's like the Children's Borough, but like right. little warm, cozy, hidey hole. Not That's cute. Murfreesboro. Yeah. Yeah. When I did yeah. family child care, I promise, guys, we're going to get to the quote. But when I did family <laughs> child care... Um, I only it was just for infants and toddlers and I had a friend who ran a child care center and we had an arrangement where if parents who had infants and toddlers called her and she didn't have space she would send them to me so I called my family child care home the waiting list which only I got like nobody That's else so awesome <laughs> And then when they when she had a space, I'd send them on to her. So I was the waiting list family child care. That's real. <laughs> I, I like still that. sometimes forget I did that. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I never knew that about you. Well, now you do. I'm yeah. opening up for you today. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's the quote we're going to talk about. This is from Nancy Carlson Page's book, Taking Back Childhood, um, which Bethany helped me remember because... As we were starting to record, I had no idea where the <laughs> quote came from. <laughs> um, but the quote is, another benefit of open-ended materials is that kids of different ages can play at different levels of complexity. Um, and I, I'm really, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your your stories and examples because when I when we're done recording, I'm going over to one of the centers I work with and sort of redoing the classroom and I'm going to be adding some open-ended stuff that isn't there now so I've been thinking 
thinking about that all weekend so far. Um, so can I just ask you first, what's your, what's your response to this quote? Well, when you posted it and was like, who wants to talk to me? I immediately thought about, um, our outdoor space mostly. Uh Um, so our playground is just a bunch of loose parts. Um, I think the only real like playgroundy thing is our sandbox. Uh And, uh, my husband, Brian is here a lot during the summer. He's a professor, so Uh he's not teaching. He's at the house. Um, and his favorite thing to do is to play with the big loose parts outside (laughs) and create like new obstacles for the kids. Um, so that's what made me Mm -hmm. think. So I, I, yeah, I guess I sort of headed into this assuming that everybody was familiar with the idea of loose parts, but I suppose there could be some people who aren't. I just, as I was like making notes, I was like, oh wait, we didn't really clarify what we're talking about. So when I, well, I mean, when I talk to people about loose parts, what I'm really talking about is just what you said, just stuff. And you can really kind of do anything with it. Like they're just materials that that you put out that you don't have any goal for there's no end product in mind um the kids can kind of create as they want so what are some examples of the loose parts that you have in your outdoor space we have um the big electrical spools i love those yeah yes um and we have been getting them free from our local electric company they just like put their empty ones outside their fence and anybody can pick them up. So that's a little, if anybody's interested, call your <laughs> local electric company. Um, and we've started getting um, a bunch of like actual like playground pieces, like uh, slides that aren't attached to anything. Oh. Uh, a ladder. Like <laughs> I had a weird kickback echo thing there. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and lumber, like we've just got a lot of like wood planks and boards and things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, we have an old wooden door. Um, Is it just like kind of laying on the ground? I, it's wherever it oh. happens. Yeah. I mean, but when it, you put it out there, you just kind of put it out. Yeah. Okay. So my crew right now is pretty young. Um, the oldest is three and a half. Uh-huh. So oh, we also have tires. Oh, yeah. So like... A lot of the moving of the loose parts outside happens by Brian because, <laughs> like, they're just really big pieces. Um, but when we first started, we didn't have all the spools and everything. And um, I really wanted Brian to make me a balance beam with, like, uh-huh. the board I had. And so he started, you know, just, like, laying down, you know, matching up boards and um, I've got one little guy who loves to build, and, like, he's really interested. He doesn't want to play on the stuff. He just <laughs> wants to, like, try and build nice. whatever. Um, and so it's pretty cool to see him, like, come behind Brian. And so, like, you know, Brian would make, like, a section of balance beam, uh-huh. and he would come behind him and, like, make obstacles for the other kids who were going to be walking down. <laughs> The balance beam. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, like, that's that's what is so awesome about loose parts. Because, like, right. 
he could do what he was interested in. He doesn't want to walk down the balance beam necessarily, but uh-huh. like he was able to like find interest and get engaged with what was going on because of that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point when you say he's able to do what he was interested in because I see a lot of times with loose parts and with I don't know what would the opposite of loose parts be? <laughs> Toys. Toys, still <laughs> parts, I don't know. Yeah. Attached. I don't know. I got to think about that one, but <clears throat> and well because so many times we say that is not what that's for. Yes. I'm going to put this away until you use it correctly. Well, how am I going to use it correctly if it's put away, for one thing? How am I going to prove to you that I'm ready to use it correctly now if you've already shoved it in a closet somewhere? But, um, you know, he, he had that idea to create obstacles. Right. And if, if you had come in and said, that's that's not what this is for. Our friends can't use the balance beam if you do well, that. They- too like he would build like super rickety like little hurdles for them to get over and brian and i are just like oh man that's gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah um i've because i've been thinking a lot lately about how um how things that happen in the real life of child care fit in with different child care theorists and and what because we we study it when we're getting our degrees and credentials, we study Erickson and Piaget and Vygotsky and all that stuff. But we get in the classroom and we start doing things the way they've always been done and by this kind of... So so what I think about a lot, and this is what I like so much about Loose Parts, you know, one of, one of the tasks they're working on, according to Eric Erickson, when they're with us is initiative versus shame and doubt. And I think that little guy took the initiative to try out an idea that he had when he created obstacles on the balance beam. And if we had responded or it's you, if you had responded by that's not what that's for, people are going to get hurt. You don't want your friends to get hurt. Do you? Then we teach him to be ashamed of his idea instead of teaching him that he should really follow that idea and see what works and what doesn't. And um, I think that's one of the beautiful things about loose parts is we can step back and take our ideas out of it, our preconceived notions about what it should look like or what we should do with it, and just let kids try out, take that initiative. Yeah. Um, I was laughing when you said Brian likes to get out there because part of the quote is that kids of different ages can play at different levels of complexity. Yeah. yeah. So and here's Brian, the biggest kid out there. <laughs> it, it's true. Well, and so the other day when we were going to record um, – <laughs> One of those Uh, times I canceled. (laughs) One of those times. Um, It was first thing in the morning, and I'm kind of, you know, getting the morning things around, getting, you know, breakfast ready and whatnot. Uh And Brian's in the living room with um, two of the children who had arrived, Uh and they were all playing with those uh, plank blocks. Oh, right. Like, they're just thin little planks. Yeah. And so Brian... At 36, was building this huge, <laughs> elaborate tower where he had the planks sort of interlaced together. And then um, Landon, who's the oldest child I have, he's three and a half, um, he was trying to figure out, and I would kind of stop and help him because he wanted to build something sort of like Brian's, uh-huh. but didn't know how to 
manipulate them because they're so different than regular blocks. Uh-huh. Um, and so he was kind of figuring out what he needed to do to get his structure to go vertical. And then his younger brother, who just turned two, was just making single stacks of them. Uh-huh. And I was like, so, like, it's the same. Yeah. Did you send a picture of that? I think I, I think did. did. Yeah. So, um, but like, I don't know. It was neat because uh-huh. you, I, at any time, you know, and a lot of times the youngest, he would just, you know, kind of collect all the, the planks in his hand, like in a wad, you know, <laughs> and that's another time where you could be like, well, that's, you know, we, we're not putting these in the bucket. They're yeah, for building. Right. You no, know, and that kind of thing. And, um, and there's, I mean, still, I feel like I do a pretty good job, but there's a lot of moments where I feel like I have to slap my hand over my mouth and be like, <laughs> be quiet, Bethany. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah. Just let it happen. It doesn't matter that they're you know, using the kitchen tools in the plate up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was, that was their idea. It's okay. Yeah. I can get played out of the carpet <laughs> right and it doesn't have to make sense to us i mean that's i think that's another part of loose parts play um we're grown-ups they're children they have different ways of thinking about things and different right. things they're curious about and different hypotheses they want to test than we do and and we we do we just need to s- stop ourselves from saying the things yeah that will interrupt that it doesn't have to make sense to to me right and it's hard to know in the moment like (laughs) is this something that I actually need to stop like why am I feeling uncomfortable about this Uh like why am I uncomfortable with them taking play-doh into the kitchen like is it because of the mess yes yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah um so yeah I think just that ability to pause and process that though rather than just have that knee-jerk reaction um for and and not even just loose parts, but maybe they become loose parts in this process. But the another thing that I talk to teachers about a lot is interest areas, and is it okay to take things from the dramatic play area to the block area, or from the block yeah. area to the? And um, I guess in that moment, the prop that I set out intentionally for pretending in dramatic play becomes a loose part because they're taking it out of the class or, or out of that area and into another area. And trying out their idea. <laughs> this is where Lisa Murphy says, when I get dressed up, I don't just stand in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my heels. I want to go out. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess one of the other things I love about loose parts is for some children, they're coming to whatever the child care setting is for sometimes 10 hours a day, five days a week the same old stuff. Yep. If if all I have is plastic food that looks exactly like the food it's supposed to be and um, broken markers, <laughs> you know, broken crayons, um, day after day, then of course I'm going to have kids who are bored and need to create some other kind of excitement yeah. because they've used that as often as they can use it. They've seen it so often it's not interesting anymore. So throw some some loose parts in there that don't have a specific purpose and maybe don't look like anything specific. And we've made the environment more interesting for those 
kids yeah. who are spending so many hours with us. Yeah. Well, already at three and a half, Landon, if I have, you know, because I just collect random things that I think look cool. And I'm like, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, so I'll have a basket of something. And Landon's first question at three and a half is, what's this? What do I do with it? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it looks kind of cool. Like, what what could we do with this? Uh-huh. Um, and what it's just, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was playing at a sand table with some three-year-olds this week. And um, we, so I was just thinking, this is really sort of, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to say it. Sand itself is just a bunch of loose parts. Like it's a bunch of little pieces all thrown together that we can choose what to do with. But um, this this was purple sand. And <clears throat> I just kept saying every time I saw a child try something with it, even the one who took the sand out of the sand table and dumped it onto the regular table and yes. started playing with it over there. I know, a heart attack for many people in that moment. But I just kept saying, oh, it looks like you have an idea. And mm-hmm. that that gave me a minute to pause and not say, oh, I don't know, on the real table, maybe not. Bring it back over. Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks like you have an idea. Let's see what's going to happen. And then all the kids were watching everybody else's ideas. And within 10 minutes, all the kids were using the word idea <laughs> and saying, yeah. I think I have an idea I'd like to try. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And it changed my focus. I wasn't worried about the sand that was on the floor or the sand that was on the real table. And one little guy wanted to wash the baby's hair in sand. So we had this nappy baby doll hair uh, with purple sand sand. in it. And he said, that wasn't a good idea. (laughs) That's great. I was thinking that's a better idea than washing his own hair with the sand. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. My kids the other day, they all thought it would be a good idea to take a dirt bath. I've got a dirt hill in the, in the play yard and, it the it kind of dried out, so the the dirt was perfect for just getting a scoopful and yes. just rubbing it in like shampoo into their hair. And <laughs> I thought that was a bad idea, and they thought it was a fabulous <laughs> idea. But I bet you let them try it. Oh yes, yeah. Um, did the families think it was a good idea? Um, Are they just act- used to you by now? <laughs> They're used to me, and also, um, I did give them a bit of a hose shower before we went <laughs> inside because dirt, sweat, and uh, sunscreen is Ew. quite the mixture on on little bodies. Yes. So, so they often get hosed off <laughs> outside. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm looking at my notes because I've been writing things down as we've been talking. Oh, when you were talking about the plank blocks, when mm-hmm. that we were sort of talking about loose parts being um, valuable for people, for kids at different levels of development, and they can play at different levels of complexity then. Um, that That's another example of why we really need to understand development if we're going to be working with young children. We really need to put some time into that because the one who, well, Brian, I guess, was the child who was building (laughs) vertically. And then the other one was trying to imitate that. And you had the one who just wanted to kind of carry them all around. 
and those are those are each real identified stages of block play. I mean, yeah. there, there's a progression in how children learn, play with blocks, and um, we don't see that sometimes. And we jump in and we say, "No, that's not how you use it. That's not what they're for." Let me show you how to use it right when he is using it right for his level of development. And yeah, I even think um, I put like um, drawing and coloring and those things into that same, like you can't, you know, it's like crayons are a loose part. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get mad at the, you know, one-year-old or one-and-a-half-year-old who's just banging the crayons on the floor and dumping the box out because that's that's how they're meant to use them. Right. Uh, and I think that's, like, that's a harder thing to look at than just carrying blocks around inappropri- uh-huh. inappropriately. Inappropriately. Air quotes. <laughs> Listeners yeah. can't see air quotes, but. Yeah. Air quotes, inappropriate. <laughs> I'll explain. I'll narrate. I used my snarky voice, too. I thought they would maybe pick up on that. No. <laughs> well, they might. They might. Maybe. Um, yeah. But it's also, and also, like, when you've got loose parts, um, they're able to learn more because they, that's my computer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Getting the notifications. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Loose parts. The younger children can, yeah, sorry, distraction. <laughs> the younger children are able to to watch how the older children are playing with these loose parts uh-huh. and the older children are able to watch Brian <laughs> <how he's- laughs> and, and they pick up new, new ideas uh-huh. and new skills that they, they try out and they, you know, I always like, I'm amazed at some of the things that children do when they've got people in, you know, more advanced mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, whatever they're doing. And that's Vygotsky. I mean, that's his idea that you can learn from a more experienced peer in a social interaction or social setting. Um, I just, I'm just feeling a little nerdy this weekend. So I had to throw Vygotsky's name out. (laughs) Because we don't, you know, like I, I mean, I went through, you know, my college courses and Mm -hmm. that's not, it's not something that's in my mind of like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me connect these two, but you know, there's there's a reason why we why we learn this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um but you know what? I bet if I'm just thinking about my college coursework stuff now that we were talking about the theorists, but I bet if I had turned in uh air quotes lesson plan in one of my <laughs> curriculum classes that said I'm just going to put out loose parts and see what happens. That would not have flown because I need to identify the learning and all that stuff. But so much, the learning so much deeper in loose parts than if I had set yeah. out with a math Pod- activity. Yep. So do you have the loose, have you seen the loose parts books? The, the I've two seen that. Really I haven't ones. read them. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, they're mostly but- just beautiful photos. that I really I really like but um I I I just it's so much easier for for us I think to to go in a direction of relying more on loose parts than because you could go to a drawer and just pick things you don't you don't have to have an idea in your mind for how they'll use them and in fact it's probably better 
because you won't be as yeah. likely to jump in and try to yeah. guide their learning. Right. <laughs> I've, I've gotten rid of all my um, my play food. Yeah. Because it, it got to a point where, like, the they were using play food as a loose parts for, um, well, mostly throwing them like balls across <laughs> the room. Real um, loose parts. <laughs> yeah, real loose parts. And it's like not quite, um, you know, when you've got like wooden apples and pears, like. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same as like a wiffle ball inside. So, sure. um, but like they never even noticed. I mean. I kept like I've got like a little pizza with the Velcro, you know, and they like that. Yeah, they and they like it, so I I kept that out. But everything else, and they haven't noticed, and they've just picked up different things Mm -hmm. that are in the house to use in place to put in their bowl for their soups and whatnot. (laughs) And so, don't need the fancy, the the expensive Lakeshore catalog or whatever that. We all have had, we've all done it. We've all made the wish lists, but it doesn't have to be that hard or that expensive. Right. Um, I was laughing because in Indiana, in the, in the center licensing regulations, when it lists toys that you can't have in a classroom, like the last thing on the list is projectile toys. (laughs) Really any toy can be a projectile toy (laughs) if you're properly motivated. (laughs) Yeah. So every, Everything must be like bolted down. Then. <laughs> I've never no chairs. Never, yeah. The greatest projectile toy, the wow. chair. Yeah, definitely. I did have a conversation with a teacher once. This is sort of off topic, but they were having a problem with one child who, when he got angry, would throw chairs. And of right. course, that I didn't want to be like, oh, well, just let him throw chairs. But right. also, how are People- you? Gonna- window yeah so so finally i just said well what if we got rid of all the chairs that's what if we gave them all benches to sit on or something and they're like well we can't do that right well then you're gonna have to stick close to him so he doesn't throw chairs i guess because uh anything can be a projectile toy that's gonna be a t-shirt i'm gonna make that (laughs) if you're properly motivated all toys are projectile toys um, I'm trying to think of what my favorite, some of my favorite loose parts have been, um, just for myself. Um, I really liked, I don't, I wonder if this is a, technically a loose part, but when we were playing with Play-Doh to give them things like just straws and t- craft sticks, yeah. popsicle sticks and, um, pipe cleaners and, and yeah. just let them see what they did with it rather than the cookie cutters and the yeah and I feel like that's I mean that like I think it's definitely loose parts and I kind of feel like that's what loose parts are it's like things that that you're not really using the way that an adult thinks (laughs) because an adult would be like well you need to use the pipe cleaners and the tongue depressors with glue to make a craft right yeah and the kids are like I can shove all of these buttons in one (laughs) Of Play-Doh. Yeah. And maybe I can shove some pipe cleaners in there. Let's see what's happened. I have an idea. (laughs) I have an idea. When Curtis was little, like two and three, all he needed was a package of new straws. And he could keep himself entertained forever. And it didn't didn't make sense to me. I couldn't always tell what he was doing with them. But 
there was some deep right? thinking going on and some yeah. deep some deep play in that um i have a friend who uh lives in iowa and it's not jeff or tasha different Ooh. friend wow. in iowa um who was babysitting and a neighbor the neighbor girl came over and she and Sarah puts loose parts out for her own kids all the time, and that's kind of how they play. And like I think it just was like pom poms and maybe play doh and maybe uh, pipe cleaners and something else. And the little girl just sat down and said, "What do I do with this?" Yeah. And Sarah said, "Just play." And the little girl, was, I don't know how to play with these things, and it was kind of sad. Yeah. Um, but I. Th- I think we could make all of our lives easier if we got away from feeling like we had to give children the fanciest stuff or the most realistic toys. Yeah. Um, and just looked in the junk drawer and said, what do I have in uh, here? Well, <clears throat> spend a lot of our time outdoors mm-hmm. uh, when we can. It's mostly, um, it's mostly the heat that keeps us inside. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I'm in Tennessee and the outside, one of their favorite loose parts is the berries from the holly tree. How dare you? I know. <laughs> I know. But they all, and they all know, you know, it's it's bird food. We don't eat it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they will go and spend a half an hour digging, like searching through the grass to collect enough berries to take over to the table and smash. And that sounds like so much fun. I want to come play with the berries. You need to come play with the I berries. Know. And that's not code for anything. <laughs> that's just <laughs> what I want to do. That's a different podcast, too. <laughs> Sorry. It's early in the morning for me. Oh. All right. Although I would have said that. I know you would. At yeah. any point in the day. Um, <laughs> you know, but... but so when I was little, one of my favorite dresses was this little brown and white kind of gingham dress with an attached, like a built-in apron. Okay. And that's that's what I picture myself wearing when I'm digging for berries in your backyard. Because <laughs> I could hold that apron up and put things, like I would gather rocks and carry I'm it around. I'm going to make you a special apron for when you come down. <laughs> like, my with berry, lots of... My berry picking apron. Yes. That's cool. I have an apron collection. Oh, cool. This is not related oh, no, to I the topic. I towels. Because I made matching kitchen towels for all my vintage aprons. I know this. And I can tie them around my waist now. I didn't used to be able to do that either. Um, okay, so loose parts. Let's loose talk part. about loose parts. Um, well, and that just made me... Again, the, that dress and the apron and looking for berries. That That's what I did when I was little was I was outside just using whatever I could find and I lived for um until I was 10 and yeah I lived in town but it was a tiny little town and um my neighbor Mike and I would pull plastic out of the burn because we used burn barrels to get rid of our trash (laughs) so we would pull plastic out and put it on the end of a stick and melt it over the fire and then collect all these <laughs> melted plastic pieces. And that was our, those were our props for play yeah. for a while. And, you know, of course, they looked like nothing. 
Right. And then I moved to a farm where there were all, my grandmother had lived and there were all these outbuildings full of old stuff that yeah. you could just find. And there was a great, it was just totally disgusting, like a drainage puddle where the, <laughs> the water from the washing machine would come and it would get all gross and stinky, but then wood would fall into it from the trees and it would get, like it had such a great texture to just peel that stinky gross wood apart. and i'm sure that anyone looking at any of that play would be like first of all who's supervising this child and second of all what on earth is she doing with melted plastic and gross wood right well i was just (coughs) our other friend in iowa jeff and tasha's house (laughs) and um Rowan was showing me all of her many pots of soup that she had out in the side yard. Uh-huh. And she has um, spices for loose parts. Oh, excellent. So it's pretty cool, but also disgusting because, <laughs> you know, the the sand, flower petal, and grass clipping sludge smelled like cayenne pepper, oh which was a bit of but can you imagine but, how that feels to stir oh, it was <laughs> when, amazing. You're, when you're I four years old? <laughs> we made a lot of cupcakes out of that, too. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That that was more fun than, you know. Whatever. With a Barbie. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of Barbie play, too, but I, th- I even brought, uh, probably, I guess, but this could count as loose parts, too, but I used... Uh, double album covers, you know, are uh-huh. you young enough for that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, old enough for that, whatever you want to say, um, as, uh, to make rooms, there were yeah. walls for rooms for my Barbies and, yeah. um, yeah. And that's, I mean, I had Barbies too, but like we had to make all the furniture and yeah. Out of like plastic containers and yeah. And the clothes out of scraps and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. Yeah. Um, when with uh, washing machine runoff and <laughs> scrap cloths. Probably where Barbie swam in the running washing machine runoff. <laughs> so gross. I can sort of smell it now, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can smell that gross water. Mm-hmm. Like I have that memory coming back to me. Um, my, my grandma, when I would spend summers at her house, would just um she would set up like a little kitchen for me in the front yard and she would save bottles and put colored water in the different bottles and um, so I could pretend yeah. I was really cooking um which I love so one of the things I'm I'm trying to figure out how to do this in this classroom that I'm working on this weekend is um like a potion making station have you heard of that or seen any of that no but I kind of give them water and color and right. bottles and things to to make whatever potions they want to make and yeah um and that's i mean that's hard too like what age are these these are threes they're all threes so it's the same age but right so um i mean i'm just thinking i've got sort of like my like craft air quote craft area (laughs) incoming air quotes (laughs) i get a lot of air quotes i guess i'm sorry about that that's okay um but i've got it in my kitchen area 
um, like my actual kitchen. Uh-huh. So it's a tiled floor. Yeah. And still, you know, as as hard as I try to just be open and, <laughs> and let them do what they want, like when we do water things at the table, like I get a little panicked because oh. it's like, you know, like, oh, it's spilled. <laughs> the towels you know and then I would be like chill out it's water Bethany (laughs) right Uh, but that's it's it's hard for adults to let go of those things I think yeah and I mean for good reasons because you do have to and what if they drink the colored water (laughs) (laughs) you know there's okay yeah but those are all the things that go through our minds and so maybe just giving ourselves some sort of uh trigger to to slow ourselves down before we respond some sort of pause a reminder to pause before we react um which is what the question what that at the sand table when i was saying oh i'm gonna watch and see what you're doing with your idea that you know sounded very teachery i'm sure but it was my pause that was my i don't want to react yet so i've got to have something else that replaces that reaction um but so I, you know, I just said a minute ago, oh, they're all three, but that doesn't mean they're all doing the same things. And so exactly. even if, you know, you're in a family childcare setting where there's very identifiable levels of yep. growth and development because they're different ages, but even when you've got all the same age together, they all bring like a, a child who's never played with blocks before is going to even at three, maybe start at that just hoarding and carrying stage of block play where a child who's had blocks since he came out of the womb, um, who is also three, (laughs) may be building vertically and giving Brian a run for his money with his sculpture. Um, Which is, I think, another just good reason, and that's where the quote, where we started, to look as much as you can at doing loose parts and less of the catalog toys. Yeah. Because you've, got all those different levels and it's it's impossible for someone to intentionally plan activities and materials that are going to meet every developmental level that you've got in the classroom or in the home but if we can just provide the loose parts and step out of it um it happens then it happens yeah and they take care of that on their own And the burden is off our shoulders. Now, I think we have a responsibility to see it when it's happening, that play and that learning and that, and be able to explain to the families or the other people, well, here's the learning that's happening when they're just, you know, tinkering around with plank blocks or um, moving a loose slide around outside. (laughs) I think that's the funnest idea. Just the, the parts, but not all put together. Yep. I kind of want to it, that's, that. It's amazing. It's, yeah. um, we've got videos on our Facebook page and it's amazing the things that the children are doing because yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that a just two year old could sort of maneuver their body up, you know, rickety, <laughs> uh, rickety ladders yeah. on top of tires and things like that. Um, and like the self confidence it builds is pretty amazing to see right when they when they push themselves to try something yeah and they're using they're using more of their body in that kind of a climb than if we gave them a prescribed this is where we climb oh you want to climb well i'm going to take you to the climber no right yeah (laughs) well and i 
I don't know if you saw the picture. I don't think I posted it um, in the unkind group, but um, Brian had done a setup where he, because now we have two loose part slides. Mm -hmm. And so both of the slides were, that was my dog. Oh, Um, (laughs) sorry about that. Both of the slides were resting on the same spool, like on the round Uh side of the spool. And so to get onto the slide, you had to climb up the slide to get to the top. Uh And then, you know, you had to either go down the slide (laughs) again or something. But, um, you know, the caption was like, we go up the slide. Yeah. Because, like, there was no other way to get to the top of the slide. You know, you had to kind of figure it out. If you wanted to go down, you had to find a way. (laughs) And it wasn't a ladder or stairs. So... Is your is your Facebook page something that anyone can access, or is it set just for families? And no. so, how would someone find that if they wanted to watch some of these videos you're talking about? Um, I believe you could just search the Children's Borough uh-huh. on Facebook. Yeah, um, and like it might actually have you know, the facebook.com slash the children's borough yeah. address. If but I, re- I if I remember when this podcast is released, I'll put a link. Maybe yeah. in the comments. So if people wanted to watch those videos, they could. Yeah. I think that helps a lot of us get past whatever fear or hesitancy we have when we're thinking about loose parts or right. these kinds of changes is to see it actually working and to see yeah. children actually using it. And um, um, Yeah. And I think the first step is just like do something small. Like, you know, we didn't we didn't jump in with six spools, <laughs> two slides and a bunch of planks, you know, uh-huh. we kind of built outside, we, we built up to it. So yeah. that's, I was just going to ask if you had any tips for someone who wanted to move more in the direction of, of loose parts. So that's like, a good one. You don't have to do it all at two, once. Yeah. Throw some two by fours out there and see what happens. <laughs> see. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're at 45 minutes. I know. Which means I have to do an awkward conclusion. <laughs> podcast so um every time I do one I'm like oh that was stupid (laughs) I'm gonna work on my concluding and then I never do so hold on Bethany well this is yeah I think this I finally discovered right how to do it just just mock myself for five minutes and then just hit stop on the record okay thanks Bethany Hold on just a minute because I want to talk to you more after I say stop recording. But And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of, what is it called? That Early Childhood Nerd. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. Thanks.